There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. There is a term that gets used frequently for certain prominent people that I think, frankly, gets misused, abused, and it is this term. I hear people say, oh, he's a great man, that was a great man, or she's a great woman. Well, the word great is a very, very relative term. In comparison to what? Well, in comparison to other men, perhaps that's possible. But when you compare every man to a great God, you come to the conclusion that there's none great but God Himself. Uh, may we say it this way, great men are people who are consumed only with the greatness of God. The only great man is the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the only great thing in any of us is the Lord Jesus. John the Baptist understood this principle. Now, he stands on the opening pages of the New Testament. He did not have nearly the, the opportunity and the understanding that we now have with the finished revelation of the New Testament Scriptures. He was looking ahead. We are looking back. We have more perfect understanding by the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 11 that even the least in the kingdom of heaven would be greater than John the Baptist, who was the greatest ever born of woman. We talked about that in our last study. I want to bring you now to one of the things that made John the Baptist such a man, a man that God could use, a man overwhelmed and overtaken by God. You find it in Mark chapter 1. Oh, it's found in many of the gospel records that reference John the Baptist, but let me just read to you a little from John or from Mark chapter number 1 about John the Baptist. The Bible says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John did baptize in the wilderness, and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Now let's pause just a moment. If you've got a man standing in the wilderness and it seems that everybody's coming to him, that's why the Pharisees got so worked up. The religious establishment didn't like it at all. Everybody seemed to be coming to him. Everybody was confessing their sins. Everybody was getting baptized. You'd think that this was a great man. And yet I would remind you that John the Baptist was one of the humblest men that ever lived and ministered. Perhaps that's one of the open secrets to why Jesus referred to him as a man who is the greatest born of woman. You see, when Mark opens his record, it doesn't say the beginning of the gospel of John the Baptist. It says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. My friend, it's never about me. It's never about you. What am I, a piece of lint on the page of human history? What am I, a speck of, of dust in the great scheme of eternity? Who is he? He is the Son of God. 
He is the eternal one. He is the one who is worthy of all glory and praise and worship and honor. John the Baptist was a humble man. He was a humble man. As a matter of fact, he dressed humbly. Verse 6 says, And John was clothed with camel's hair, with a girdle of a skin about his loins. And he ate humbly. The Bible says he did eat locusts and wild honey. This was not a man who lived for his own comfort. This was not a man who lived for convenience. This was not a man who lived for this world. Friend, he was living for another world. And then he has a very humble message. Listen to verse 7. He preached saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Now friend, that's humility. This is not some fake piety. This is not some false humility. You know, sometimes in religious circles, in our religious conversation, people try to speak humbly. But my friend, when you are just speaking about yourself all of the time, it's evidence that there's no humility there. Uh, Dr. Sells, one of my Bible teachers, said many years ago that it's just as much pride to say I can't as it is to say I can because either way you're starting with I. John the Baptist's message was not about himself. He was not trying to gather a following. As a matter of fact, that's going to be evident when the Lord Jesus begins his ministry. John's going to fade into oblivion. He's going to step into the shadows. He's going to point his own disciples to Messiah and say, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Humility marked his life and ministry all the way through. And why was that? It wasn't that he was trying to be humble. Rather, it was he had a glimpse of one who was mightier than him. You see, John knew it wasn't about John. John knew it was all about Jesus. Let's use a little imagination for a moment. Imagine a man who lived alone, who grew up in the wilderness by himself, and suddenly, out of nowhere, becomes the most popular man in the nation. Here's a man who's gathering crowds that were unheard of, unprecedented. Wouldn't you think that was a man who would have the temptation or tendency to get proud, to get full of himself, to think more highly of himself than he ought to think? And yet, he doesn't do that. He points everybody's attention to the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in Mark chapter 1, verse 8, I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, in the following verses, Jesus will show up in the Jordan River to be baptized of John. And John, at first, is going to resist that. He doesn't even think he's worthy to baptize the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, he doesn't even think he's worthy to reach over and tie his sandal, to latch his shoe or unlatch his shoe. Oh, my friend, why is this? He had the right view of himself because he had the right view of God. You want to have humility today? Don't look at yourself and don't look at others. If you want to have humility, look at God. And the bigger God gets, the smaller you'll see yourself. You see, as the Lord increases in us, we automatically decrease. That's why this same man, John the Baptist, will say in John chapter 1, verse number 30, He must increase, I must decrease. There's a divine order there. You don't decrease by trying to decrease. No, you let Christ increase. And as He gets big in your life, He crowds out every other thing. Do you remember that John the Baptist is actually a cousin 
to the Lord Jesus? Do you remember the relationship between their mothers, between Mary and Elizabeth? And yet isn't it interesting what is never recorded in the gospel records? What is never spoken in the ministry of John the Baptist? Not once does he ever mention his earthly relation to the Lord Jesus. Never. As a matter of fact, the only relation he says he has, he says, I'm his messenger. I'm his servant. I'm a voice for him. I'm the forerunner of him. Why? Because John remembered that it was not about earthly status and position. You see, that's what so many men lobby for today and, and scheme and manipulate. They're trying to get the honor that comes from men. But when you have that, you miss the honor that comes from God. John the Baptist had God's favor, Christ's honor upon his life and ministry because he was a humble man. I believe it was F.B. Meyer that said, It's like the light of a shooting star that fades as the greater light of the sun appears. You see, the greater light was coming. The light of the sun, the Son of God was rising. And as it did, this shooting star known as John the Baptist fades into history. My friend, the only light you have today is the light that you reflect. The only good thing in you is Jesus. And the only great thing in any of our lives is our great God. And if today you want to make your mark not only for time and for eternity, if you want to finish your course well and please the Lord Jesus Christ, then today walk humbly with your God. Walk humbly before God and man. Remember who God is and remember who you are and live with a grateful heart because in the end all we are are just little servants of a great God. Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.